Hey everybody, it's actually Tuesday today, so you know what that means? TV Tuesday! Yes, Spirekins Podcast, where we talk about new television shows. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're back again for another fun-filled episode. You can check out any of our other podcasts at www.spirekin.com. And you can email us if you have any questions or show note recommendations at zan at spirekin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. And finally, join our Discord to, ch- to comment on all the really cool stuff we talk about today. So... Hope you guys have been good this week. This week's kind of light compared to the last couple of weeks because we're now back to a normal schedule, and that means next week we're going to have more basics with Mass Singer. Yes. Yeah, so we actually have been doing it where we've been comparing two episodes of stuff. It was Umbrella Academy for a while, it was Snowpiercer for a while, and now our two shows that we're talking about are Lovecraft Country and Dancing with the with Stars. The stars. Yes. So one which is a truly horrific show or violent show, and the other one which is a show which is very flamboyant and charismatic, I'd say. So yes, and we actually saw it live on the night. We didn't watch it on Hulu. We actually saw it live. And we voted. Yes, we did. Which is For our favorite people. But before we get into that, actually some other cool notes, because I've got some actual TV news. Ooh. Yes. In exactly two weeks, Mandalorian is coming out. Yay! Woo, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, Are we going to have friend of the podcast, Doug, come over to watch it, too? Oh, yeah. We're totally going to do that. One other thing which is very awesome is that this Thanksgiving, Netflix is releasing one of their TV shows to CW. A a four-part miniseries that is really popular, they're bringing to CW. Now, you're probably wondering, why are they bringing it to CW for Thanksgiving? Well, it's because it is a spinoff or a sequel to a show that was on CW for a long time. Guess what they're releasing onto CW for Thanksgiving? Gilmore Girls. Yes, Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. Yay! The, the sequel. So if you don't have Netflix, you can finally see what happens to Rory, Spring, Lorelei, summer, winter, and fall. And the rest of the family. And Luke. It might mean we have to actually talk about and that. Paris. Maybe, Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, for you horror fans, Shudder has finally released some of the more interesting TV shows. Including, dare I say, uh, Tales from the Dark Side, which I'm really surprised they're releasing as a TV show, but whatever. Because it's creepy. That's eh, a good show. Uh, there's another show that just popped in my head. Oh, Hellstorm comes out next week also. And I'm kind of excited for that one because that looks really good because it's a, officially a Marvel MCU TV show. And it looks good because we're not getting any other Marvel TV shows except for WandaVision this year. They pushed back... Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, which I'm not too depressed about. Are you? No. WandaVision looks fun and weird. <laughs> it's probably setting up a lot of stuff. I wonder how they're going to do it. If it's going to be like the promo, or if it's if the promo for it is just like super snippets. I don't know. We're going to have to wait. I feel like it's either going to be exactly like the promo, or nothing like the promo. It might be a bunch of different ways, depending on how they set it up. Just curious to see where they're going to go with that. Uh, what else is there? The Stand is coming out. And that's a five-part miniseries for uh, CBS All Access, which potentially I'm debating about being like, we could spend the CBS All Access money for like two weeks. Or wait, they want the whole shebang, right? I think they want the whole shebang. Yeah, if it was like for, for per month, I'd buy it. But if it's like only for... I don't know. We gotta look into it. Yeah, we have to definitely have to look into it. But we will let you know because there's a bunch of shows that we're talking about, not just these ones, but let's actually get to it because 
there was a lot that happened this week in both of the shows we're watching. Now, the first one, uh, for those of you who are not fans of it, Dancing with the Stars. Yep. Is uh, each week it's different themes. It's a competition show where you have celebrities dancing for their own reasons. Could be charity. Could be just because they want to stay relevant. To show a different side of them. Yes. To learn a new thing. And each episode is themed at something different. The first episode was just an introduction. second episode was their first elimination. The third one was Disney Night, which was last week. And this week it is the couples learn one new dance. And they get to showcase their talent. And this was all over the place. Now, um, I've never watched a show before like on an actual level until this year. But now Zan nope, has gone Dancing I'm with the Stars I'm not, crazy. I'm not. I've been researching about it. And a couple of things I noticed. One, this year it seems that most of the people are very even. And there's no one super outstanding at this point. They're good. They're well, going to be great. I will challenge that. There's a lot. A big portion of the group is on par with each other. Yes. And there are a few complete standouts but for the wrong reasons they're standouts that are just horrible on the dance floor yes and the ones who are exceptional it's just they're like one point difference depends so we've saw all of the dances and let's be honest there was a bunch of different people involved uh i think the standout was the last dance that we had seen because a very famous boy bander got his bandmates together to essentially reenact one of his best music videos. That's right. The Backstreet Boys are back. Yes. And even though they got a higher average score, which was 24, that four people got also. So four people got 24s. Um, it was still a good show. It was an excellent show. I cried during the show. But they said straight up that during the dance, they said, yeah, it's like, you're a great performer. You gotta just stick the landing with dancing. You gotta focus on dancing, not just the performance. Well, because like twice he broke off from his professional Cheryl and did the dance with his bandmates. Yeah, which was a little much, but it's because that's ingrained in him. That's his thing. So, but he was doing the cha cha cha, which he really didn't do the cha cha cha, but whatever. You had uh, who else? We had uh, he had cha cha elements. Yeah. But, again, two sections were with his band. There were elements of the cha-cha-cha, but let's be honest, it's he's more better like as a performer. He's than a more dancer. better as a performer. Yes, he's, he's, <laughs> much, he's much more accomplished as a performer than a dancer straight up. It's very similar to certain other... But it was really cool, were... very nostalgic watching him dance with his bandmates. Now, the rest of them we'll talk about in the spoiler section, but there were a couple standouts, and like we said, the crazy part was... Four people tied for the third place, and four people tied for the bottom. Which, that's kind of like, okay, this is just... Like, they're all kind of, like, equally matched. Yeah, it's like the high score was really high, but then the low score was... Not that low. It wasn't low. It's just, this is going to be a tough competition of people who are accomplished dancers. This is like watching in most of the shows. It's like watching the last three episodes where they're all good. It's going to be little stupid things that take people out. But uh, that's we'll talk. Which more is about. a good point. I think like some of the people, Carol Baskin was just bad. But some of the other dancers, Carol Baskin is gone. She's no longer we right. Stop but, looking in the past. But with some of the other people, it's like if they were up against more mediocre, 
then they would be dancers. If you look at just knowing that they have no experience ballroom dancing at all, they're like doing pretty good. It's just compared to everybody else, they suck. Agreed. Agreed. But we'll talk more about that in the sport. So this was a okay episode. Uh, the episode that the person I really liked it. I cried. But we'll, t- we'll talk with Carrie Ann and Abba. That was the one that made you cry. I was holding it together until she started to cry, but, and then I but, lost it. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Spoilers to come. Yes. So the other one is Lovecraft Country. Yes, uh, we are almost all the way done with this series for the first season. And oh, for those for, we completely forgot. For, for those of you who've never listened to this podcast before, we do our spoilers after the end credits. This way, it's a little bit more freeform. And just like we can, if you haven't seen it, we're recommending it or not recommending it. So this is uh, episode eight of the first season of Lovecraft Country. It's called Jigabobo, based on the word, which I'm not going to say it because, yeah. Uh, and this was directed by the showrunner, which is kind of rare. Generally, it's the showrunner is just overseeing everything. It's never been their hands-on. And it gives it a feel of a lot going on. There's a lot. Well, so we've been saying how episode after episode, it, there's like a lot of stuff happens, but nothing at the same time. It's been nothing vi- really happened. This one, I feel this. This is tying everything together now. Right. The anthology, everything is connecting, but we still have a piece of the anthology where one of the characters who we haven't talked about is. And this is no emphasized no, on no spoilers at this point. This is all the previous episodes that we talked about, like was were all very independent character development for specific people. And we did still have that in this episode. However, this one brought like everything back together. Yeah. And the main focus on this episode was actually Uncle George's and Aunt Hippolyta's daughter, Dee, who's been kind of a bit of a backseat character. She's been there. We know she draws comics. And the opening of this episode, and this is the only spoiler we're going to say, is it's a funeral of a friend of hers, Emmett Till, a.k.a. Bobo. And what happened was that Bobo was maliciously killed and lynched. And it opens up at the funeral on the hottest day of the summer. So it's a bunch of very angry people, and from here it leads to a lot going on. Now, due to something that happened in the last episode... Dee is approached by Captain Lannister, who has become the big... He's a monster. He's the big bad of the series because he treats Christina like shit. And Christina technically is like the heir, was the, is the unofficial heir to the, the son of Adam. But he treat, he's treated her like shit from the first episode we met him. And he's just a straight up bad person. But now it's he's starting to make his machinations come true. And a couple other characters, some things are happening. Uh, we have kind of a resolution for what we talked about last episode. The whole big thing of Montrose and Tick, their whole blowout, they kind of resolved it quickly. But the reason why they resolved it is something that you, unless you pay attention to the last episode, you would not have noticed. Uh, who else? Uh, we have more going on with Ruby. I really am liking Ruby's character. She's gotten better. Well, we've peeled the onion back and now we know more of ruby yeah uh also gia shows up yeah so it's like everybody shows up except for aunt hippolyta she's well we know from the previous episode that she chooses to come back we just don't know how long it takes 
in this world for her to do that. Yeah, and if it's the right time, right place. So a lot does happen, but this episode is culminating everything with it. But for the most part, something happens to Dee in this episode, and she's dealing with a lot. Her mom has disappeared, her dad is dead, slight spoilers, and all the adults are dealing no, with something. No, we knew her, her dad died episodes ago. Yeah, but but everybody, all the adults are dealing with their adult problems, and something happens to Dee, which is really bad. And she tries to tell the adults in her life, the main characters of the series, and they're all like, ah, oh, just go inside, drink some water, or what's going on? And they don't realize something is... Call call your uncle. Let him know you're here. It's like really a very... Well, how would you describe her situation scenes in the... Uh, twisted, terrifying, unearthly... She thinks she's losing her mind. However, when she has, an, she has a moment in the episode, which is a character-defining moment, which is she get, it's the easy route or the right thing to do. And she tells the mature, th- not the mature thing at all, because how she does it is super vulgar and just messed up. But it's, it's a very, like, she does the right thing in a way where it's like, I'm not going to back down or give up moment. And I think that's probably the stand- Like she has to pull it together and stand up for herself. I feel like she can come back and say, tell everybody like, screw you. You left me hanging. I had to deal with all of this by myself. No one would help me. No, she she, she has the right to say no, that. No, but she took she took it on, and she was given an opportunity, and she did the right thing. And I think seeing a, a young girl who was willing to do that, well, that's ballsy, and I think that's the line of the There's episode. There's like a lot of empowerment. That episode, that's but so yeah, this is a great episode, and it's building on a lot. So and the ending sequence that was out of. Didn't expect that, did you? I kind of did, to be honest. But I can't discuss till the spoilers. True. So this is definitely still a great episode. Um, Would you say this is the weakest episode of the series so far? No. I don't think it's the strongest episode. It's it's, not the strongest, but it's tying it all back together. So it's definitely not the weakest. It's an important episode. Yes, absolutely. It is an important episode. So... I mean, it's going to be like Dancing with the Stars. You're going to find the weakest episode, but if you still, it's still going to be a really exceptional standalone. It's just all of them are really good. Yeah. So if you've seen this, let us know what you think. Email us, xanatspirekin.com, uh, and I think that's it. We'll talk about some other shows next week because there's so much going on, and we'll be back to normal with The mass Singer and all that. So guess that's it. As usual, I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. Keep watching TV and stay tuned for After the Music to hear the spoiler section. Have a good one. Bye.
trailer time. Bum, bum, bum. So first off, as we do it, we're going to start off with Lovecraft Country and holy shit, so much happened in this episode. Um, True just, to form, I had a hard time watching all of it. There wasn't that much gore in it. No, but there's this one was suspenseful. This one, like, you're expecting the jump scare. You know something's coming from the dark hallway. There's something in a behind but they you. They weren't like being like jumping out. You saw them. No, I know. There were no actual like jump scares. It's but it, it felt were. like there were. So in the last episode where we ended off, Tick appeared just left the observatory, but before he left, he had a book that he had in his hand called Lovecraft Country. We find out where he gets it from in this episode. And more importantly, the fact is the book, that whole thing with the book is an homage to the actual novel Lovecraft Country that the series is based on. Because all the differences that he says, they're differences like D's a boy and that's all from Lovecraft. That's all from Lovecraft Country. Like that's the actual differences. They just called him out. And that's a really cool sequence of it. But he has a book that's from the future that was written by his future son, because he now knows Letty's pregnant, even though she hasn't told him. And it says that he's going to die. So he has to save his family and just do something. And that's what his motivation is. Now, Letty, on the other hand, she is dealing with the fact that she's pregnant with Tick's son and doesn't want Tick to die. So she wants to protect and him. And has it told, really, anybody? Yeah. Also, t- to make things worse, his ex shows up and admits she's uh, Kumiho. She's essentially a nine-tailed fox succumbus. They had sex, and she saw that Tick is going to die. And and she explains it in a very vul not she's not being vulgar, but it's like say when we made love, and it's like she's pissing him. And she's like, when my companion climaxes, this is when like very matter of factly, very by the book, very. But it's coming off like her realizing. But yeah. he's she's sitting in front of the his current girlfriend. So it, it leads to a fight between them, and she throws him out, and then she does the quick, wait, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Please Let's work it leave. out together. And he's pissed, because he has to deal with that. And he, she hasn't, she still thinks he doesn't know she's pregnant. And then you have uh, Atticus dealing with Montrose, and the fact that he's gay, and they actually just, he brings it up, and I think the fact that he knows he's going to die and he's going to be a father, he decides to bury it. And, like, bury the hatch. And the way that they do that is very nuanced. And I like the fact that he said he's, like... Well, I feel like Tick is really a mature um, character. And very... He's able to really control his emotions. Part of it might be all the stuff that he's been through. You know, being a vet. But, you know, he, like, straight up was just... Did you cheat on my mom? And I like that Montrose is, like, I had passions. But I didn't act on them until way after she was dead. And then he... He shared some of the, you know, developmental of his pastor when he was a little boy. Came out or was caught and he got lynched and killed. So he didn't want that to happen. So he had to bury it. And he figured him and his wife could have familial love, which is the most powerful love in his opinion. Yeah. He's like, you'll know when you have a son, when you have a child. Then then that's what he finds out. And then, so Montrose is willing to save his family, use his blood, his and Tick's blood to save the day. For a spell that'll protect them. But the thing is, how do they get this spell? Well, Christina makes out like a bandit this episode. She gets almost everything she wants. The key that she was looking for, uh, Tick gives it to her in exchange for a spell. Then Letty wants to protect Tick. And she ends up giving the negatives, which had the Book of Adam that were stolen, 
to Christina in exchange for protection that she gives to her, not Tick. Well, she asks for it for Tick. And then Christina says, no, if I give you the protection, it's for you. I think Christina knows that her great nephew, her, her yes. se- second cousin is, is. Yes, 100%. Because they're family and she's like, yeah, she'll treat him like shit because he is inferior, but it's still family. And she still calls him cousin. They're still family. So, yeah. And Christina's relationship with Ruby is a bit interesting because they're having a thing and she admits to Ruby at one point that she could never understand what she go she's feeling and what she goes through. But then she goes through the thing that she said that she would never felt like, cause it's almost like she's actually in love with Ruby. There's definitely like feelings there. I think Ruby is an obstacle, which is going to come to a front. I, cause she is, had machinations for years on her plans and Ruby is something she didn't expect to happen. And I think that she's going to end up having to deal with Ruby, which sucks. Well, they, I mean, in, in everything, they always say that there's a cost. There's a cost to magic. And I don't think Christina gets to have everything she wants either. And Ruby might be that for her. True. And Ruby comes clean to Letty and, expl- and explains she's using Letty to get magic. She's and also- like, yeah, I know this already. Don't BS with me. Yeah, Christina. I can trust her. You know what she's doing? I'm a, I am can be a white woman. Like, all this, like, just straight up. She explains it. And so, I think that's everybody. So, that's how Letty, that's happening with him. And now, what's going on with D? D is... They got some really great... Dancers. Child actor dancers, gymnasts, Dance. to be the creepy... Things that are following D. Because as we said in the beginning, D is at a funeral for her friend outside with hundreds of people and this child who's her age. She's like 11. This kid was sh- was beaten up, shot, and then lynched, not just with rope. With barbed wire, which was then tied to a cotton fan, cotton mill fan. And then thrown into a river. Right. It's just vicious. And it's the hottest day, so she's like, what's that smell? And it, they're smelling... The dead body. And this, plus the stress of her family, her extended family fighting over, oh, she shouldn't be here. Oh, she has to know sometime. And her mom is missing. Her dad is dead. Things are not going. So she ends up just having to get away. She's finding more and more about the real world and her current place in it. And as she's walking. And she's angry. Yeah. At one point, she sees two kids, two black girls coming out of a store that she goes to for fun. And they're laughing and giggling. And she screams at them and starts throwing rocks at them and saying, what are you laughing at? What's funny today? There's nothing to laugh at. Because her friend is dead. And now the shoe drops with the other thing. In the last episode, Hippolyta brought the comic that Dee made with her to the observatory. And the cops found it. And there was a dead cop there. So Not just any cop. Captain Lannister, who proceeds to ask her, where's your mom? What's your this? And then the best is that his, his deputy... Pretty much says, what's your mom's name? And she's a hippo, 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 what? What is it, one of those dumb African names? And we'll get to the zinger. But he proceeds to because D is scared because these two cops are harassing her, asking about her, her mom, asking about this, and showing her comic book. He spits on his hand, rubs her face, and then proceeds to do a magic spell. He's like, what do you know about magic? And he's like, uh, from fantasy books? And he just laughs and just does a spell. 
Which... And all these flies come out and maggots come from the ground. Just very gross, very dirty. She can't breathe. She passes out. When and she comes to... All she, the pictures are looking at her. She gets scared and runs away. There's a picture on the wall. The cream like of a, wheat man. Yeah. It's an advertisement for cream of wheat. Um, when she runs away, the cream of wheat man's eyes follow her. Yeah. And then... Uh, so she's cursed. She goes home and Montrose is asking, what's going on? Why are you, you acting crazy? I know it's a crazy thing. And she's freaking out about it. But she this. can't say anything. Because when she tries to, her, her throat closes. And so she goes to the um, bathroom and he tr- thinks it's because she's stressed out because this is her first experience with uh, racial issues. And he says, listen, when I was young... And death killed- of somebody, yeah. uh, one of her friends. And he explains that it happened to him and he got afraid that every time that this is going to kill. And as she's freaking out, she tries to tune him out because she thinks he doesn't understand what's going on. And... As she looks at a book of Uncle Tom's Cabin. No, the book looks at her. No, the book changes. First it's two little girls who are smiling. Then it's the two Mopsy and Topsy show up. And like the ones bent backwards through a broken mirror or something. And and then the music changes on the radio. So she run, freaks out, runs, and is trying to escape. And this is where... The show gets interesting. This is where this show keeps it suspenseful. You know that there's a jump scare coming. You know it. You know that there's something creepy that's going to reach from underneath the couch and grab your ankle. But it's not. It's subtle. It's but, super subtle. But it builds that inner tension. Because you see her. But then they don't give you the jump scare. So the tension just continues to build. And be, and it's creepy. And It's not. It's it's They give it to it you. It is. Where she's sitting, standing. Everybody at, right in and tells Anne he's wrong. It yeah. is creepy. But she's standing at a trading platform getting on the, on the subway and she looks to her left and she's like kind of freaked out because she thinks she sees something in the vestibule going up the stairs. And she sees a little girl who's all contorted with long nails and blood on her. And then another one But she's one in like up. rags with like the long socks. One long sock. On. No, the other one's fallen down. Yeah. And they have like the... So they, they used to call them ragtime... Um, girls, but you would tie your hair up in rags to give your hair curls because it was before they had hair curlers and things like that. They had, um, yeah, those little papers to tie your hair to wrap your hair and 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 knot it. So these girls have this crazy hair with all of these ties at the end of it, with these long fingernails and bloody hands and glowing eyes and weird teeth and. And they keep trying to get her, and she freaks out. No one else could see them except her, and they're following her. At a very jaunty pace. And, and they're dancing. They're creepily moving, twitching. But it's unnerving. We don't hear the music that they're dancing to, but they're definitely dancing. There's music somewhere. And so she ends up running to Letty's house, the one that she, the Winthorpe house. And Letty's like, oh, there you are. We were wondering where you went. And she's, like, and she's freaking out. She's listen to, uh, and she can't tell him. And she points behind her and they say, you all right? Uh, go inside, get some water. But at the same time, this is when all of the Letty and Tick stuff is coming to a head. The so Korean Let- ex-girlfriend is there. Letty's the one that has to spell it out for Tick saying she still loves you. That's why she came here to tell you all of this. Which, being the current girlfriend, the mother of his future unborn child, that's a tough spot for her to be in. And, Those are hard words and, for her to say. And Tick... Uh- Unfortunately, is not good about it. He just says what we had wasn't real. But Letty's coming out from from dealing with all of this. She's got her own stuff going on, and then here's D. So it's like D needs help and is trying to reach out, 
And Letty's like at her breaking point. I don't have time for this. Right. And she finds her mom's car. So she knows her mom is busy. She doesn't know if her mom is dead or not. Doesn't know what's going on. And after these girls keep following her, haranguing her, she ends up going to the police station in the the lodge. And she pretty much says, is my mom dead? And he's like, well, probably. We don't know. It's like, what did you do to me? And he's like, I put a curse on you, but I can take it off. If you get me, uh, you know what an Ori is? She's like, of course I know what a fucking Ori is. It's like, you, you bring And here's it, the zinger that we talked about before. You bring it to me and I'll take that curse off you. How how's that sound? I'll take care of whatever's following you. Because he doesn't know what's following you. He just knows something's following her. And she just looks straight at him. Just like he did. They spit on his hand. She spits on him. Says, Which lands right in the middle of his tie. Says, fuck you, pig. Turns to the deputy and says, and, f- and just to let you know, Hippolyta's a Greek name, you asshole. <laughs> Turns around and walks out. She'll deal with it herself. And she tells him how the place smells bad. Yeah. Which was something that also, uh, that Ruby noticed when she went there. Because they had the guy hanging. Well, in. Ruby was stuck in the... The closet the with the guy he guy. wasn't dead yet but his his throat was sliced open yeah he was on his way and so she runs back to the shop which is become which i don't know if it's her father's shop or what but it's like the office and she just locks every door except one because she's gonna fight these things off grabs a huge pipe and then when she's waiting for them to come get her she realizes wait i could i can't write it and speak it, but I could draw it. So she draws all of them. They show up, and she proceeds to fight them. Montreux shows up and says, what are you doing? Why, why are you swinging at the air? Hold on. Calm down, baby girl. Calm and down. And then he grabs her and holds her so that she doesn't hurt herself. But really is, at that moment, then allowing the two creepy girls that are following to her To cut around, her up. To cut her up and torture her. And now the episode ends with her in this, like, coma. Well, we don't know how it's going to end with her, but we have to wait and see. But the other thing is that, so, Tick got a spell from Christina for protection. He tr- he does it with Montrose, nothing happens. Uh, Letty got a... Well, a we sp- think nothing happens. Well, Meanwhile, I can't watch it, because I'm like, something's going to happen. And it's like, nothing happens. And Zan's all like, well, nothing happened. It didn't work. And they say in the thing, it didn't work. And I'm like, hmm, I don't think it did not work. I think there's something that's coming. And then Letty, she's got invulnerability, she, and Ruby hashed it out, and then the cop shows up, because he wants the Ori. He's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to get it myself. Because the Ori, he thinks, is in the... Letty's house. In Letty's house, but it's not. It's in it's in uh, Hippolyta's apartment. So he goes there, and he's going to cause problems. like, I have to see if there's a member of Islam, radical, in there. And he walks, and he goes to the door, and whack! So one of, yeah, one of the other officers is able to walk in, though. So then he goes to follow, pushing his way in with some kind of BS warrant, and he's... He can't pass through the door. He, like... Just like a vampire, it says he bounces off of the door. Yeah. The door frame. Literally bounces. And And then he looks and sees the protection spell on the... He sees it. Letty sees he sees it, and she's like, oh shit. He knows magic. Something's up. And they proceed to all the cops, because the place is surrounded by police officers. They proceed to shoot up the place. But Letty has gotten super protection because everyone's like, get down, Letty, get down. And the bullets are just bouncing off of a protective shield around her. Well, it starts with the glass not hitting her. Yeah. And then she goes to stand up and she sits up and bullets just... Are bouncing off her. And it's not even like Superman where the bullets bounce off his, like, person. It's a shield. Yeah. She's, like, inside this bubble. 
It's like a, a within like two two inches off of her skin. There's the bubble. Yeah. And things are going okay. First, she's gonna go out and fight them or do something. But Tick shows up. The cops immediately point at him, and she's like, "Shit!" And she freaks out, goes after him to save him. She's gonna jump in front of the bullets to protect him. However, one of the cops who you is see the bullet a little trigger happy goes. It goes off. It's gonna kill him. And then this huge out of the ground, a shogoth pops yeah. up. But it's not the regular shogoth. This one looks very different. One, it's bipedal. It's not the one which is on on all fours. And second, it's not pink. It's black. It's black, which is kind of... And the Shogoth doesn't attack Letty or Tick. It kills everybody else. And it's not like... You don't see it kill them because it does a... It shows it, it growls, it attacks, and you just see the evidence of the attack. You see people getting thrown across the room and... It's kind of a cool scene. Some some of them, I think the ones who who do magic can see it. No, uh, remember, anyone can see the Shogoths, but their brain afterward kind of goes... Bye-bye. But most of the people who were there... Ex- In ex- the moment, they can see it. Yeah, well, most people who were there did not survive. Let's be honest. Yeah. The only one who may have survived is Captain Lancaster, because his arm was ripped off. That's the only thing we see is his arm is ripped off with the gun in the hand. Which he totally deserves. And then the last thing is they're trying to run to the house. They see a cop car flipped and thrown to the house. And they're they're running. And the Shogoth runs up to Tick. As if growling and making noise. And... Almost like... And then he puts his forehead to so Tick's hand. Tick's holding his hand up like, stay back, stay back. And it just stops and almost like butts his head against a gigantic puppy bringing his toy to his master like i did good i did good dad and, and it's just like he's like he's like i think the protection spell worked yeah it's like good boy good boy you have a giant show god good boy it's like what do you feed that people <laughs> mean I, people I, I think it feeds itself no, because remember, we saw early on when, uh, in episode two, uh, what's her name, was at the birth of a Shogoth, and she's like, oh, it's the cutest thing ever. But also, Christina's insane, so we can't really, uh, right? Yes. But I mean, it's a good Shogoth, which is kind of weird. Well, it, it's it's all about perspective. You have a giant watchdog that's protecting you. It may be ugly, but it's going to protect you. Right. And it likes you. Right. So, yeah. And that's where the episode ends. So right now what's happened, Lancaster has lost his arm. The family has a protective a protective watchdog. Letty is indestructible. And we know the last thing we didn't bring up is that the book says that Atticus is going to die in the autumnal equinox, which is, which is in, in five, five days. days. So what's going to happen there and how are they going to stop it? And also what's going to happen to D. And where is Hippolyta? Yep. So we and we have two episodes to resolve this unless they do a season two. And I hope they do a season two. But with everything going on with so many shows being canceled. Even if they do a season two, I hope they resolve some of these things before letting us just sit here and wait for the next season. Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. So now let us, from horror, let's go to the other type of horror. Horror of dancing. With the stars. With the stars. And wow, this episode was so good. Uh, it was so different. there was a major I, I, flood. I liked I liked last episode a little better. 
Well, because it's Disney night. You can't beat Disney night. No, but... There was a major flub. Yeah, um, someone in the, um... Because this is live. Yeah, somebody's fucked up and gave the wrong information for the tallies. So, Tyra Banks is sitting there... Reading off the people who are... Who are saying who's safe... And then there's three couples, and, and then she announces the bottom two. And they're not there. And one's there. They all walked off. And she's like, wait a right. minute. This is wrong. No, there was four couples. And then she was like, the bottom two are. And then she's like, oh, but I'm seeing that there's another couple here. So she announces that one more is safe. And then there's still three. And she announces the bottom two. And one of them she said was safe earlier. And she's like, uh... Yeah, this is live. Sorry, mistaken live. They gave me the wrong. She's and, like, we're all human. Yeah, because somebody. This is live. This is live up. television. Because I don't blame her for that. That was not her. That was not her. Even I, if it was her, she said, we're all human. This is live television. It's going to make her look bad. I'm though. so sorry. And of course it makes her look bad. She's the one announcing it. But even if it was her, she made, she said sorry in the nicest way possible to make it sound like it's not her. Yeah. So either it's really not her or she did a great job. I don't think it was her. And I know some people are very upset that Tyra Banks is the host. I think she's doing the best she can. And it's her first season. I did not love her costume. Her second costume choice. She usually has two outfits. She starts the episode off in one and then she ends in a second one. Um, The first one I love. She looked very feminine with all of her curves and very statuesque with the way that the dress draped and the belts and all that. The second one... Looked like underclothing. I don't... But not like sexy underclothing. Like, it's like clothing... Yeah, but there was like the boning for the weird hip thing. It was supposed to be super couture, but it doesn't work on a girl with any kind of curves. And Tyra's got big boobies and hips and a butt and... Yeah. It's something that Wendy Williams would wear. No, but Wendy Williams wouldn't look good in that either. But Wendy Williams would still wear something that... She's a crazy person. No, but it's something that a super skinny girl with no boobies needs to wear to make her look like she has a shape. But either way, that was the faux pas for the last person who got kicked out, who, as we all guessed, was Anne Hage. Yes. Yes. And this her, episode, everybody shared something that was really personal to them. And her personal and was, their clip thing. was she, she gave up on her relationship with Ellen DeGeneres because... Well, no, she committed to her relationship with Ellen DeGeneres, which ruined her acting career for a decade. Yeah, but after three years, she gave up and broke up with her in a very nasty way because that's why. It's because well, she didn't listen. I don't think they were ultimately meant to be. Yeah. Breakups happen. It, true, but she her dance, but that wasn't affecting her dance. Her dance was just bad. Yeah, her her dance was bad. Her dance. Was, Justina is so darn cute. Well, it wasn't bad. It was it was it was, it was bad. mediocre because she was tied for with four other people. Who were just as bad, but it wasn't bad. It was just kind of there was elements that didn't work. But yeah, Sky did. Her feet Sky, were somehow not moving. But yeah, Sky was adorable, and then she got the hot. She won the high card she, her with twenty eight points. So beautiful! It was so somehow emotional, and then uh, Carrie Ann and Abba started losing it. They go to her, and she's trying to judge them, and she's trying to pull it together. And Tyra like switches it to the next judge because, so that. She can pull herself together. And then she they come back to her. She starts crying. And then I started crying. It was so beautiful. The reason why is that Sky was dancing for her former co-star, uh, I believe Jordan? From the Jesse show on Disney. Yeah, who passed away from an aneurysm. Well, he had epilepsy and he had a really bad seizure. Yeah. And he didn't 
come back from it. And um, and the thing is, but that's not what made me cry. And I feel like a horrible person for saying that. Her dance was so beautiful. Her dance was mature, and more importantly than that, it conveyed emotion in a way which is what you're supposed to do. It's you're telling a story without telling a story, and that's what she did. It's this would be like interpretive dance, and it was a foxtrot that was just wow. And her face, her her frame, everything. She was just so beautiful. She got the first ten of the season. Yes, she did, and the nine of the season I didn't like. That was Caitlin and Artem, and they were doing a Viennese waltz to Crazy Beautiful by Luke Combs, and just, I didn't like it. It felt like she was making a lot of mistakes, but they just let her, her slide. That was the best part. It felt like they let her slide. I don't know what it is about her that I don't like. Um, you had uh, Jeannie and Brandon, who did a tango. and Oh, I love Jeannie. That was cool, because... Um, now, the only reason why I know anything about the tango is because of from Scent of a Woman and, again, from the mangas I read. And tango, from what I've learned, and also from one other movie, but it's supposed to be sensual, sexy, but also it's kind of a fight, almost. Yeah, there's a, the whole thing is about tension. Tension and passion. And Jeannie had RBF, like, no tomorrow during the dance, and she almost felt like a mistress. Like a pissed off mistress. Yeah, whose 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 sub was bad, and it was actually really good. And also the Seven Nation Army, I think it fit well. Oh, I loved that. I thought that was an excellent music choice. Uh, you had uh, Neve and Jenna who did "Because You Love Me" from Celine Dion, and honestly, he's good. He's good. It's okay. It was a rumba. And... I'm sorry to say, I'm not a huge Celine Dion fan. Meh. But he's good. He is good. And because I don't recognize his face readily as a celebrity, he looks, dare I say, like a professional dancer. He's getting there. Now, uh, the other two who were tied for the the 24 points, you had uh, Justina and Sasha, who's the one I'm going for. And she did a salsa and... Hey, I'm Puerto Rican. I've know salsa for years. I've seen family members dance salsa, and salsa is something that's just like kind of not ingrained, but it's cultural. It's cultural, and you know it. You you know the hit moves. You know all the stuff, and it just and there's a moment where you stick your tongue out. Th- no, that I that's a girl thing that I don't understand why girls do that, and it's I don't get it, and it's just kind of that's the one thing I'm like, yeah, no, but she but she's so cute. She has so much energy. She moves her little body. With her little figure, and I love her. Oh, she totally won that completely, I think. Uh, then you had... Like, I want to go take a Zumba class with her. You had uh, Johnny and Britt, who did uh, Jive with the Crocodile Rock, and... Eh. And they said, oh, you're, oh you're, you're working together. It's like, no. All I saw was the tension between them. They're still fighting, I think. I just... Uh, but anyway, what else was there? Uh, the thing for me on them is they're not memorable. To me. Yeah. Uh, the only other person was uh, Vernon and Peta and that... Oh, no. And Nelly. We didn't talk about Nelly. That was just... It was Nelly. He's okay. We talked about AJ all the entire time. He did amazing in the cha-cha. But uh, Vernon and Peta, that was... He's dancing to Let's Stay Together by Al Green. And 
he's dressed up like an old dad at a at a wedding, like an old like an older like a uh, single guy at a wedding, and he's doing really good. Oh, I thought he was crushing it. Oh, he totally was crushing it doing the Roomba. And they said, like, you got you got the sway. So your bottom is perfectly fine. It's the top you got to work on. And he's a football player, so that's kind of weird. But No, but the football, there's a lot of footwork that has to happen in football. You have to be able to change direction in an instant with just as much power. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the lower half of your body. But the top half of your body, you're either pushing someone or smashing them or trying to catch them and pull them down. Or you're protecting a ball and running around. So your top half, it totally makes sense that his bottom half moves really well. And the top half is challenged. Totally yeah. makes sense. So those were pretty much everybody. I know we forgot a couple people, but them, they're in, they're forgettable. Jesse Metcalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to. But next week, because uh, Anne Hage got kicked out because, yeah, her... It was me- time for her to go. Mediocre thing. We don't next know- week is... 80s night. And I am intrigued to see what they're going to do for 80s night. Part of me is like, they have to do Footloose, but they've done Footloose before. Yeah. Footloose. But anyway. So, yeah. If you watch Dancing with the Stars, who do you think is going to win? Who are you voting for? Who are you rooting for? I know some people are rather watching the other show, The Masked Singer, to see what's going on. I mean, it's better than watching the current season of the USA. (laughs) Well, we're at the season finales in... Three weeks for this season of the, of the the USA. It's like season finale, and then we have season next season. So who knows? Har har. No, because you got COVID bees, and and you know it's two more months of this. We got two, so right for for twenty twenty. So I don't know what's gonna happen in the season finale of twenty twenty. But yeah, anyway, hope you guys enjoy. Uh, remember, you can email us sparkandgmail.com. I'm at zansparker.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and all those other lovely social media sites. We're actually posting stuff on the YouTube channel now, so you can check that out. We have a couple of really cool videos. And um, also, we may be talking about some more movie movies because we have more time now that we're not doing the Bondathon every single week. Right? Yes. So the next one I think we're talking about is The Witches? Yeah, because I've never seen it. Yes. Also, uh, for the movie review, we have some lost episodes that, due to Podbean, they've been lost forever and I didn't save them. So I'm going to have to re-record them or re-review them. And I may find some old friends and new friends to review it with. Because some of these are classic films. Like, for example, uh, uh, Kung Fu Hustle is a lost episode. We lost Kung Fu Hustle. We lost Cobra. We've lost, uh, what else is this? Um, a couple. Uh, the RoboCop episode. The 100 Girls episode. Uh, uh, Dr. Horrible Sing-Along Blog episode. Uh, the Upside Down episode, I think is lost. I'm not sure. But we've lost a couple episodes out of 300 episodes. So like six. So it's 3%. Right? Something or is that, like or that. Or is that 5%? I would ask the the Google device, but if I say that, it's going to reverb. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're gone, so I'll catch you guys next time. Keep watching TV and recommend some stuff for us. See ya. Bye.